Good morning. Bam, we're live. Jeff Birchfield, Spiegel, Jesus, Louise, Jethro, Cardona. We are starting five minutes and seven seconds. Early, the guest today will be Sean Ramirez. Pretty excited to have him on. Five times CrossFit Games athlete. We'll get all the juicy details of how he did at the CrossFit Games. I, I did a bunch of research on on Sean over the last couple of days. Not um, not a lot to dig out on him in the last uh, couple of years. He's been pretty silent. He showed up at what I believe is called the Masters Fitness Collective. He showed up there with uh, a bunch of other people. Uh, Ron Ortiz was there. Those were two names. Um, when I used to film behind the scenes, I would see those guys. Uh, they were uh, natural superstars everywhere they went. People stared at them. Uh, they had big smiles on their face. I didn't spend a lot of time with them in passing. It was always a handshake or a hug. Always gentlemen of the highest order. And when I heard he was back in the scene, um, I was excited to have him on the show. Uh, I do believe that um, Sean tested positive for something in his final year. I think that was also going to be his final year. I think he was thinking about uh, retiring. It was one of those situations where he had his supplements tested and his supplements also uh, tested positive, something that was like, you know, wasn't supposed to have Austrian in it or, or whatever that GW1516 thing that uh, Mr. our friend Mr. Hiller has educated us about. And uh, it was like, one one twentieth of a thousandth of a whatever and uh so that'll be interesting to hear that story uh but there's there's much more to him than that uh, obviously but it is one of those stories and after that he kind of dropped from the scene so i'm actually pretty stoked that he's back he's a very charming uh charismatic uh character Lisa, Sevon, do you do the raw vegetables diet after the podcast? With I do a lot, not completely. So last night I did eat. Uh, last night I chopped up a shit ton of broccoli and put it in a pound of uh, ground beef and uh, ate that. That was the first time I've made myself meat in probably two weeks. I've had some meat, um, but but I've I've really 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 cut back on it. Basically, what I told myself is that I would any meat that was put in front of me I would eat, and I would absolutely stop eating processed meat. And I've done that, like no processed meat. I don't eat any deli meat of any sorts anymore. There's a guy named the Wadfather who's told me for years I shouldn't be messing with anything processed, and uh, I feel great. I, I've I've been eating like a banana every day and an apple every day, or you know. Um, or a persimmon or just whatever i've been eating i started started eating fruit i love vegetables i've always loved vegetables uh but i've been eating uh, quite a bit of uh steamed broccoli yeah uh, yeah you, you got it you understand yes i ate a ton of uncooked broccoli too yes and uh you know when you open broccoli yeah well you guys know if you don't understand this comment, that can be for another show i want to tell you a story last night i was putting my three uh playing brothers to bed uh, it was early. We had a crazy day yesterday. Every day is a crazy day with those guys. They work so dang hard. Um, it's uh, lots of tennis, skateboarding, uh, piano, lots of uh, CrossFit training in the garage, uh, lots of jiu-jitsu. Um, they, the boys just had a jiu-jitsu tournament this weekend. Anyway, I had them in bed. We're all laying there. We're cuddled up. It's cold. And so we're all cuddled up. 
And uh, Avi, my oldest son, asked me if it hurts if a girl gets kicked in the vagina. And I um, told him I didn't know because I didn't have one, but that I assumed it did hurt and that I had heard uh, from others uh, from watching uh, the UFC that it does actually hurt to get kicked in the vagina. He then proceeded to say, well, why would it hurt? I think it was him who asked the next question. Why would it hurt if they don't have balls? And I said, because they have other stuff. The point of me telling you the story is because I want to show you uh, how I respond to my kids and the fact that I don't tell them too much more beyond what they ask. I'm not, and the reason for that is not because I don't want them to know, but because I don't want to give them any ideas beyond what they want to know and beyond what is healthy for them, deemed by what, what I think is healthy. They went on to ask, why don't women have balls? And I said, uh, because they make eggs and we make seeds. And then they said, where do they make, and, and now they're, they're all chiming in. They said, where do they make the eggs? And I said, they have these things called ovaries. I think of them as balls, but they're inside of them, and those are their egg-making factories. And they said, oh. And I said, yeah. And they said, and boys make seeds? And I said, yeah. And they said, where do we make seeds? And I said, in the balls. The balls make seeds. And it's quiet for a second. And my youngest son said, so you have to plant the seed. The, the woman has to get the seed and then, and then, and then it goes to the egg somehow and you, uh, and the baby starts growing. I said, absolutely. I said, the egg comes out of the ovary and hangs out in a spot called the uterus. I don't even know if what I'm saying is true. Hangs out in the uterus somewhere. I said, it goes down a tube, goes into the uterus and then it waits for the seed. And then the seed goes in there. And when the two meet, the baby starts to grow. They're like, Wow. My youngest son, Ari, said, how do you get the seed in there? You put it in their mouth? I said, no, you don't put the seed in their mouth. My oldest son, Avi, starts to laugh. I said, oh, oh, where do you, how do you think the seed gets in there? He said, it goes in the vagina. My son, Joseph, said, oh, my goodness, does that hurt? I said, what part? He goes, when the seed comes out of you. I said, no. I go, millions of seeds come out of you. He's like, wow. He goes, I don't want to do that. My other two sons start laughing. One of my sons tells my other son, Joseph, who said he doesn't want to do that. He goes, you don't have a choice. You have to. Then my son, Joseph, goes, does it hurt? Does it hurt when you make millions of seeds? Do you pee them out? I said, no, you don't pee the seeds out. He said, but they come out of your penis? I said, yeah. I go, it's, it's, another, it's, another, uh, it's something else besides pee. He's like, oh, I really don't want to do that. Does that hurt? And I go, no. He goes, what's it feel like? I said, it feels like eating ice cream. And then they go, okay, we'll do it. I said, all right. And he goes, is it just one seed? I go, no, it's millions of seeds. They're per completely perplexed. They go, how do you know when you're supposed to plant the seeds? I said, when you're old. And you're in love. He goes, they go, the way you love mama? I said, yeah, the way I love mama. They said, all right. And we went to bed. The end. Mr. Ramirez. Say hey, what's up, bud? Also with three boys. <laughs> yeah. Almost an empty nest, but not quite there yet. How old are your boys? One's a sophomore in college at FSU. And I wow. have one that's a junior 
uh, here at, in, in high school and another one in eighth grade. So I got a few more years. Oh, my goodness. Are you loving it? Did you love it? Yes, that's the best job in the world, man. That's I, I can't tell you how uh, how amazing it's been. And and uh, yeah, man, it, having one in college is, is cool because when he comes back down, it's, you know, you, you start reliving those days and you're like, man, I remember those days. And it's just it's nostalgic, but it's also scary. <laughs> but it's, yeah. 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 So, yeah. uh, I, I want to introduce you to a guy who's on the back end here. This is Caleb Beaver. Uh, he's on the back end. So any pictures that come up or anything, uh, Caleb is uh, serving in the uh, U.S. military. He's overseas in an undisclosed location. But any pictures you see. Thank you, sir. This cat. I'm a uh, army, army brat, buddy. Awesome. Army, clean Texas. My dad was a ranger. <laughs> I know all about it then. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, your dad was a ranger? He was. Wow. Yeah, I was born in Texas. He was out there based in Killeen just shortly thereafter uh Elvis left. That's that's his claim to fame. He was uh he was he was lined up with Elvis. Um Vietnam he served and so yeah, it's uh it's it's part of the life. That's why this weekend meant a lot. Uh when you say he was lined up with uh um No, Elvis. he says that. That's my dad. Okay, okay, being, I was going to say he's too young for that. Oh no, man. That's 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 <laughs> That's my dad being being a storyteller he is. That's Ramirez folklore. Yeah, man. Good times. Um where are you now? Are you are, are you working at a high school? Yeah, I'm the athletic director here at a high school in Miami. And how long have you been doing that? This is my 7th year. We've uh it's our 8th year as a school. Um we opened up in 2015 and haven't looked back since we're up to six schools now and starting to spread across the the the, the area code and, and state eventually but it's a great opportunity um my my brother-in-law she founded the school and it was a, just a small little pipe dream where he wanted to make a change in education and uh, here we are seven years later and it's uh 3100 kids on a waiting list um you have a bunch of dignitaries here that, that come to the school, like movers and shakers in Miami. So it's a, it's a well sought out school educationally. And then athletically, I'm just attempting to, to get to the bar that my brother-in-law has set. And uh, it's, it's a tough feat. How but many schools? Six. So we have the six twelve, which is one, the one I run right now. So six through 12. So middle high. And then we have three K through five, like the smaller, like the feeders, and then we have some preschools as well. So um, that's that's really like it's a charter. So it's a public school, and the uh, it right now we're 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 turning some heads just because we're the number one performing school in the state in academics, and we don't teach you the test. In fact, the new curriculum for the state of Florida is a watered down version of our curriculum that our founder actually wrote. He was a legislator in in the house in the House of Representatives for four terms. So it's. It's good. It's it's a uh, it's a nice little change for on the education side for the state of Florida, which has always been, um, let's just say, not not above average and a little subpar. But as of now, we're making a big turnaround and, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Uh, that makes me uh, feel great. I, I homeschool my kids. I never thought I would do that. I thought the people that homeschooled their kids were batshit crazy. <laughs> and then you have kids. And so you scratch the surface a little bit. And I was like, oh, Nelly. Yeah, no, you're spot on with that. We had to homeschool for three years, our kids, to develop this curriculum, to open up the school. So I know all about homeschool and you just got to keep the kids active and keep them out. But 
I mean, the Singapore math, the Latin, like there's things that the schools don't offer that once I started seeing my kids put into play, it's they're off the charts on, on, uh, on, the, on their academics now, which we all know the importance of that and not many do. And we're here to, to educate those that don't try to be a, a strong movement moving forward. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have any girls, so I can't speak to it. Uh, and I'm guessing it's very similar, but you nailed it. You have to keep them out and active. I recently uh, had Jeremy Kinnick on the show. You probably remember him from back in the day. Yeah, of course. And uh, he posted something on his Instagram. Um, He said, all you have to do as a parent, I'm paraphrasing, um, between the age of zero and six is make sure your child spends 80% of their time outside. And I thought, wow, what a great, simple way to Mm. explain. But it's raining. Doesn't matter. (laughs) <laughs> but I can't at work. Yeah. Sorry, there's no excuses. The boys have to be outside. They have to be outside. Agreed. They are not. They are not made to. Vacuum cleaners are meant to be inside. <laughs> not boys. Yeah, they're 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 wild, and 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 soon it's kind of like soon as you put them outside, they're not wild. It's true. No, you know, they they just they look like at one with their landscape. Yeah. Inside they're breaking shit. Outside it's just like, oh look, they're just peaceful little. They're like squirrels, just little creatures doing their thing. Yeah. No, no, no. You're spot on. That's great. I love Jeremy. He's got. Yeah. He's, he 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 gets it. Um. But yeah, I agree 100. percent You must be stoked. I always I always would say um when, when I was at CrossFit and, and even what I'm doing now, I'm so proud of what I do because I get to tell my boys that I'm um. What do you do for a living? Well, I save people's lives. Hmm. You know. I, I point people in the direction of how they can take control of their own life and save their life so and, and, and live the, the most fulfilling life. And you get to tell your boys as a role model, like I, I'm, a, I'm an epic role model, but you also get to say, hey, I'm focused on kids. And, mm-hmm. and every, every mature adult, that is the, that is, that's one of the, I guess, one of the litmus tests that you're a mature adult. What is that? Well, that you care about kids. Yeah. And you can it make it a priority. Yeah, no, you're, 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 you're right there. And I really haven't settled into seeing that until this year. This is the first year we have a graduating class. And it's one thing, all the little ones that I've, I've, I've been coaching in PE because I coached PE when I first got in here, they're all coming in now to, you know, to high school. And those are the ones that are coming back going, man, you remember when you taught me you know, the, 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 the habits of, of life. And cause we have like virtues of the month here with respect and it's different. And it's those life lessons that these kids just hold on to that really I, I'm starting to see now that, I mean, I get goosebumps thinking about it. And then now I'm taking them on college trips. I just got back from Southeastern university up in Lakeland by Tampa. And they're like, coach, remember in, in sixth grade when you were the one that got me into football flag, I'm like, wow. And here these kids are ready to play, you know, college football. And that's where it's just, it's that, that, that whole life lesson all throughout, you know, these last six, seven years starting to see it come to fruition. And man, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful to see. And I, I couldn't be happier to be in the position I'm in here at, at a school being, being an impact. And you won't even hear the majority of the story, Sean. You won't even ninety nine percent of them. You won't even hear, but the impact you had on them will be massive. It's true. Uh, Karina Rain, uh, thank you. I wasn't able uh, to give during the zealous coverage. I really appreciate seeing Sean on here. More power to all. Thank you. Thanks, Zealous. 
um, I'll go back to the um to the army thing. So when you say you're an army brat, you were born and you were born onto uh an army base. That's where you were. Yeah, your mom clean, had you on an army base. Yeah, clean Texas. Yeah. Um. Yeah, my dad was a ranger and he was stationed out there in in Killeen and and um, I was born out there. I was there till two and a half, three, and then my family, my my mom and dad are both. Uh, born and raised in Miami. So they came back to Miami and, and that's where I spent the rest of the 45 years, just aged myself, uh, of my life. And, uh, and then I went to college in Minnesota. That was, that was a little bitter. So I got a little wake up there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it was, it's good. I mean, having that background and having that structure and having that was, was definitely something that, that helped shape who I am today. Um, but you know, it also, there's the cons of it too. Uh, you know, he, um, my, my dad who didn't raise me was, was a little, let's just say he, um, he's a conspiracist, you know, he's one of those guys that bought like 1200 acres in Missouri thinking the apocalypse was coming back in the late nineties. Like, you know, so he's, he may he, only be 20 years off. He may only, may only be 30 years off. Sean, things. hold on. <laughs> he saw a couple too many things there. And, and, uh, it affected him, but you know what? Great guy. He's, he's there. Um, obviously, um, through, through any, any tough, uh, challenges in life. He's a guy that, that, uh, you know, will, will have your back and have your side. So it's good. It's good to have that. Is he still on those 1200 acres? <laughs> he still owns them, but now yeah. he lives, now he lives in, in the middle of Florida in Arcadia and he's got like pet alligators. Wow. Like 80 acres up there. And he literally hand feeds alligators. Like, it's, it's insane. Seven, it's insane. Is my, he a good granddad? Yeah, I know. He, he's, he's, he's good to the kids. I mean, we don't see him as often as we should, but you know, he's, uh, he's, he's good. You're 47, 48, 48. Yeah. Are, 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 are you back in the game? Um, uh, the guys saw you at the masters fitness collective. Yeah. Um, people were really excited to see you a lot of buzz, a lot of people sending text messages, yeah. posting things on Instagram. Are you back in the game? I am. This is where, uh, look, I'm excited just to, oh, nice. I'm excited just to move on. And, and I'm, you know, now that, that um, I'm a free man, I feel like I've been, you know, in prison for the last four years, wrongfully accused. So I'm here ready to, to do something that I love, something that, that has been a part of my life for, you know, close to two decades now. And this is, this is where I belong. So being able to come back in, uh, I will say I was ill prepared. I was telling some of your guys, I was like, like, yeah, hey, you're doing good. First place after day one. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing great. However, <laughs> I haven't really trained CrossFit in over three years, four years. So um, you know, that for me was was an eye-opening experience because day two, I started fading by day three. You want to talk about just complete, you know, Berlin. I hit that wall. I had no muscular endurance. Uh, mentally, I was there. I thought I can, I can, I can persevere through. But uh, man, I tell you, Seven, it's it's different. And these guys, and I was thinking, forty-five to forty-nine is a different group. I haven't competed in that yet. Um, there was a couple games guys there, and I'm like, nah, I'll be able to hang. I hung, but boy, did I fall at the end, man. I'm not used to falling, so it humbled me, but it, it also made me hungry. Made me uh, meaning, fall. you will make a you will make a run in 2023. Correct. Yeah, the plan wow. is to to do the uh, the open to make a run. 
just seeing where I'm at health-wise, seeing where I'm at with injuries. I, I've been lucky enough not to have any. I do a lot of low-impact stuff, my man. I mean, beach volleyball, I do a lot. That's where I build my engine. A lot of mountain biking, um, which could be high-impact, but on the body, it is low-impact until you hit a tree. But I've been fortunate to stay away from those. Um, and swimming. So, whoa, there you go. So I um, that's that's been my life for the last few years. There's my boy. That's the one in, in college right now, Ty. Um, so it, it's been, it, it's, it's been, uh, good in terms of staying healthy, but bad in terms of moving a bar, man. But like that barbell has been, you know, collecting cobwebs for quite a few years now. So I picked it back up like two months before I went into to MFC, which just, you know, just to get some, some, um, some of that blood flowing again. But I tell you, brother, it's, it's, uh, to make up for three years and, and six weeks was not a possible task. And, and I didn't think it was, but I, I went in there thinking I would still be able to to kind of pick up um, close to where I left off. But man, <laughs> I was really mistaken. So Th- those boys got strong too. Yeah, man. No, the, the whole the whole field is getting like the whole field is e- everyone. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry, the eighty year old woman in your CrossFit gym has gotten stronger. <laughs> it, it, it is truly nuts. Uh, hey, what's happening? Here's the problem, Savon. These strong guys that usually are one dimensional, right? Hey, you're going to beat me on the strength. You're going to beat this. Is, and I always, I'm, I'm major strategist in, in any competition. I get out there and I'm looking at this workout with four legless rope climbs, three, two, one. It was a descending or four, three, two with a 155 pound thruster, right? So I'm like, I'm going to destroy this because I can do legless all day. And the strong guys are going to get choked up on the, on the legless. <laughs> The guy who ended up winning it freaking looked like a damn ninja. He was going up so fast. And I'm like, oh, first four? Yeah, whatever. Just wait till that heart rate kicks up to about 140. Man, I'm sitting there, and the the announcer was spot on. I'm in the lead. I look over. He comes up next to me off of the thrusters, unbroken. I broke mine up. I look over at him. Next thing you know, he's climbing up the rope on his two. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to watch this guy start kipping and failing. He came up, 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 came down. I looked at man <laughs> at there that the announcer goes, Oh, looks like Sean is, is going to be content with second place as he looks on to his competitor. I'm seven. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, I am happy to take second. If you can go up that rope one more time. And sure enough, he did. So that's the scary thing. These strong guys are now gymnastic. They have that gymnastiness and, and they're well-rounded. I'm like, this is not the, no, this is, Usually like Neil Maddox, he was one of the ones that shocked me. Like I went in there, I'm like, yeah, he's gonna beat me on the snatch. He's gonna, but I'm gonna take him and all the other man. He did his homework. He started working with Chris Henshaw, who was my coach, which to this day I wanna because <laughs> I didn't know he was working with him. And the guy beat me in the swim. The guy beat me in, in all the you know the met constant. I'm like, this is not right, man. But just goes to show, man, a lot of people were, were you know, reluctant and hesitant on working on their holes and working on gaps and you can't have gaps anymore in this game, man. So everybody's working on them, getting good coaching, getting great programming. And this game has definitely gone to the next level. So that's where right now I'm in the process of getting a new coach. Um, I love my coach, but right now I'm just looking at options and uh, see where that leads me. And, and let me tell you, when I step back in full, come back in the open, it's it's going to be back to that that uh, head down and, and tunnel vision and and just just going for going for the kill. 
Uh, Chase Ingram with Get With The Programming. Let's go, bro. Welcome back, Sean. Love you, Chase. That's my buddy. I, I heard, uh, I'm not, are you a UFC fan? Well, yeah, I saw Chandler, like, whew, this week. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't watch it as much as I used to because wrestling's my background. I mean, I wrestled in college, but that's where um, I was really into it. But um, recently, man, it's just been, it's been all work. You know, I, I can't keep up anymore, man. So, uh, but yeah, I watched this weekend. D- Dana White said something in the, in the uh, press conference. He said that um, 30 years ago when uh, the UFC started, he, they were always concerned that no one would really understand what they're seeing. And that in this last fight in the stadium, when um, uh, Israel Adesanya got one of his hooks in around Alex, uh, uh, Alex Pahea, yeah, yeah. that uh, the whole stadium screamed and stood up. And he took that as, as like how educated the fans have now become. They understand even a nuanced move like that to the layman of getting a hook in, how valuable that is. And that's what's happened in CrossFit too, not only in their understanding of it, but in the caliber of the athlete. You know, if someone had a seven-minute Fran at an L1 in 2008, you're like, wow, that dude's a beast. And then all of a sudden, you know, flash forward to 2018 and every L1 has a guy doing Fran and, you know, Sub four minutes, sub four, right? Yeah, and you got Noah kicking in what one forty eight or something like nuts, ridiculous. <laughs> Do you still one. see him? He's around, like he's literally like from where I'm at now. He's two miles east of me. He's right here in South Miami. Um, like we don't train together, but we still talk. I still text him. Like you know, we're we're we were really close when he first came in the scene when he was still at UM, and that's when I kind of took him under my wing. Me and Ron you know, Ron Ortiz and like we would always come together and that's when Wadapalooza just started. Um, but, and then Nike, we were with Nike for, for three years together. Uh, but you know, we don't train together. Like I'm starting to step back in and now like, um, you know, Anna, uh, um, Tunnicliffe, I, I always say Tunnicliffe, but right, me too. Anna yeah, yeah. She's down here. She wants to get back. She's, she missed the Olympics uh, in Tokyo by like 10 one hundredths of a second, like the girl. So she's back down here training. So we're going to start training together in the Grove. I'm going to start stepping back into peak, which is where I, uh, cause I just need to, to get some, some rabbits and some, some, um, some, you know, some elite athletes to pick me. And that was one of my secret success, uh, you know, um, secrets, uh, success stories is I would always just find those, those athletes to just run with, not all the time, but I would travel up and just grab some guys and, and, you know, just to, once I started feeling confident and my numbers are going up, I'm feeling good. Let me go get humble. Let me go run a, you know, a friend with, <laughs> with the, uh, the no Olsons of the world. And that's, that's as an athlete, you got to do that. You always got to just, you know, play at a higher level, compete, you know, practice at a higher level in order to, to sustain that higher level. So uh, I'm definitely going to be stepping back into him to answer your question. Um, he doesn't know it yet. So if you've seen this, Noah, get to your text <laughs> when I reach out to you. But yeah, man, I, I'm I'm in it to win it, man. I'm, I'm when I come back in, it's going to be full force. I want to educate everybody on what's really going on out there. I want to, you know, just just tell the story, which is why I'm here today, and, and be able to to just move on and, and get back to my love. Did Did Anna have a kid? No, no, she didn't. Okay, but she she had gone to the Olympics before, right? Yeah, she was a gold medalist in 2008 sailing. She's yeah, a beast, man. She crazy. killed the MFC. 
Um, she was phenomenal out there. Oh, there she is. Yeah. Now she is, she's great. And she's, she's on the RX team, you know, with uh, David Newman, who to this day is, I would have to say, arguably the best um, forget sponsor friend that I've ever had. He's the guy that's always stayed, you know, by my side. And, and even at MFC, like, you know, we were, uh, it's, I didn't even know he was going to be there. Uh, he ended up giving me, <laughs> giving me one of those beaded ropes. And oh. I could not do a crossover to save my life. I could not do one crossover two weeks before the competition. <laughs> and cause I had a shorter rope and he's like, Sean, here, let me send you a rope. And, and my son, my eighth grader, he's like, dad, are you sure you want to compete? Are you sure this is a smart thing to do, dad? You, I don't think you're ready. I'm like, what? You <laughs> Man, I tell you these kids. So I'm like, Hey, it's a technique. Don't worry. I'm going to figure it out, but I just need some help. So, uh, I, that was one of those things that again, it's, uh, I've been out of it too long, my friend. So when those things came up, I'm like, dude, I used to do this in 1986 with Rocky soundtrack in the background. I got this. I couldn't do one. <laughs> right. uh, uh, I, by the way, I spoke to Dave yesterday, just gave him just a courtesy call just to say, Hey, what's up? And, and I agree there, he is a class act, uh, a rock of a man. Yeah, uh, yeah. The community is lucky to have him. Uh, just so you don't feel left out. I take my kids to the skate park, you know, three, four five times a week. And if I stand on their skateboard, they will literally, literally start to cry. They yeah. think I'm going to hurt myself. Oh, yeah, they think so. I'm going to hurt myself. Yes. Uh, no, no, don't, don't, don't. You're old. You're old. They run over to me. I'm like, damn. Oh, I love it. No, man. That's that's awesome. That's that's love right there. I'm a big, I used to build half pipes. I'm a big skateboard. I oh. took my kids there early. Yeah, early in their years. So I'm, I'm all about, with, with raising kids is just a balance of life, you know, like surfing, skateboarding, all those extreme stuff, snowboarding, we go. And then you go to the other side of that and, into the traditional sports like you just and that's that's um like here at school that's what we do like every six weeks we introduce a new sport you know we introduce lifetime sports with golf and tennis and because you know it's so sad Sevan. you come here and kids that are coming from other schools don't know any, they don't even know how to throw with the opposite foot and i'm like we don't even they don't have no mechanics they have no, no just nobody's teaching it anymore man it's like and if they're not taught at home and everybody is working multiple jobs and trying to make ends meet and don't have time, like they rely on the schools to do it or coaches for their club. And it's just sad, man. So like, you know, I try to give that balance with the kids and get them out there. And, um, but skateboarding, man, it's, it's, it's fun. A little, a little extreme, but it's, uh, it's, it's a good time. I don't think people realize the, that basically you can take any subject and completely dive into it and you will, you will be get the history of the world. So let's say for example, you were into horseback riding, uh, right? Let's say you liked horses. Eventually you get into the biology of a horse. You're going to learn how to treat animals. You're going to get into the physics of horse jumping. You're going, I mean, everything that you dig deep, you're going to get into math. Everything you dig deep into eventually gives you all of the answers. It, it really doesn't matter. If you can get your kid and even just training with my kid, you know, two, three, four years old, all of a sudden one day you realize, Oh my God, they know addition and subtraction because they're three years old and, and you're like counting reps and you're on seven. And, and my three-year-old will yell, you have three left. And then I know he did, he, he did the math. Yeah. 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 
it's it's all it's always unfolding as long as you have them engaged. It's always unfolding. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. No, I love I love where you're going with that, and and that's that's the one thing is is you know just leading by example, and you 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 do that well. I I, I follow you, and 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 um that's 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 the one thing that I, I'm I'm taking all the way to the grave is is always leading by example, and that's 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 why. This this thing that that you know hit me uh, four years ago was one of those things where I'm like, man, I, my, to hear my kids go, Dad, what happened? Like, and then once I explained to them, hey, this is what happened, and they were like, we still love you. I was like, ah, oh, man, and you're you're our hero. I'm like, ah, oh. uh, and that's when it's just uh, nothing else matters in the world. Um, it, family it's a healthy pressure that they put on us. Yeah, it is. That, that, you know, we, we we don't we don't want them to seek um, external validation, and yet they are our greatest litmus test by getting validation um, from them. And if if your kids can keep you on the straight and narrow, then 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 you know leverage that part of your ego and run with it. That's that's what I try yeah. to do. No, well said. Right, uh, you um. You know, I always use this example, but someone cuts you off in traffic and you're 18 years old and you tell them to fuck off. You have your kids in your car and you want to show your kids what uh, peace and happiness and security and 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 and, and re- what real men do. And real men don't give a shit. Hmm. Real men are just in control of what they can control. And you're like, all right, even though I want to flip this guy off, I'm not because my kids are watching and I want to show them like, hey, you can be a, just give the guy the peace symbol or be like, sorry, even after he flips you off. And they're like, wow. Like you, well, are, you I'm guilty. I'm guilty of the other side of that, my friend. I know, me too. I've, I've, I've... <laughs> but what I do do is when I do react, and it is impulsive. Yes. You know, I do roll. What are you thinking? You almost caused an accident, and then it escalates, right? And then my kids are like, Dad, don't stop. And then it hits. Me. <laughs> yes. And I yes. Them, I go. You're right. I'm sorry. I roll up my window. I pull back, and that's that's when you got. But I know we're I I know we're all human. We we you know we want to defend our right, but. Right. Time. Like once it affects them and they're like, dad, please. All right. You know what? I'm sorry. And that's, yeah. when, that's when you have to, to, uh, end end the, uh, <laughs> that, that overreaction. What, what was your first sport you played? I was a multi-sport guy, which doesn't happen anymore. Right. So I was a seasonal. So, you know, I would play football and then soccer and then basketball. So all the traditional sports. And then it turned into some of the, extreme- why soccer and not baseball? So baseball, actually, I, I did play um, at seven, but at five years old, just because of the technical side of it, baseball was, um, you know, at the time they had T-ball um, and I did T-ball and like when I got into it for one season, but um, no, I did those four, those four were my sports for eight years. Uh, and then in between all that is when I did a lot of the surfing, the skateboarding and the the BMX. I did some BMX for a little bit. Um, and then wrestling is what really changed my life. And that came in in sixth grade. And once I started wrestling, I never looked back. That was because I was a little guy. I mean, I graduated high school wrestling 119 pounds. Wow. As a senior. I, yeah. How tall were you? No, I was five, eight. And then I went my first year in college. I was recruited as a 126 pounder. I go up there and I ended up coming back after year one, six foot, 190 pounds. Well, 165, but that's when I said, I can't go back and wrestle, man. Like, I'm not a, a big boy wrestling. I'm, I'm a 
takedown specialist, ankle pick, duck unders. Like I'm not a guy that's throwing, going back up wrestling 190 in a D1 school. Like it's not like, you know, it's a whole different style. So, um, but let me tell you, like being that small, like that's where the baseball, I didn't have the long run. You could still play baseball at the second base. I was a shortstop. Um, football, I played all the way, you know, till, till middle school, but um, wrestling, it's all weight class based. So I was able to go in there and do really well in middle school and, and uh, got recruited into a high school. And, and uh, it, it was it's a great, great sport for me. And that I credit a lot to the successes in CrossFit. It's a lot of similarities in that. A lot of guys, the Chris Spielers of the world and uh, the Matt Chance, the guys that wrestle, that wrestle that, man, that mental toughness and that grit and that determination and that fight is, uh, is something that it, it definitely is, is what I value most in, 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 in my current day and age. And it's something that has carried over to, to many of my children and, and my, my son wrestled. We just started a wrestling program here yesterday. Oh, and congratulations. I'm excited, man. It's just because I know what it did for me in my life. Um, so yeah, that, that was it. So your traditional sports extreme in the middle of those and then wrestling. Uh, Justin Medeiros, the current two-time games champion, uh, yeah. his first year as a, as a wrestler, he went one in 49. No way. Lost 49 of his 50 matches. Get out of here. How tough did that make him? That then he turned around and was like what two times state champion or something. Yeah, but I don't know if he ever became, he ended up going to the championships in California. Yeah. He ended up going to uh, uh, to the state championships. I don't think he won, but imagine, yeah, losing your freshman year forty nine of your fifty matches and staying with it. And and you know his mom and dad will say, yeah, the kid has no quit. That's beautiful. Yeah, no, that's, you can see it. Like him getting his repeat. I was like, this guy, man. Like, you know, um, because that's the toughest part. Oh, there it is, the Naga. Yeah. That are, was, you, are you doing jujitsu also? So I did that for two years when I came back and that's where the wrestling background, my son was in, he was in a jujitsu uh, dojo. So we started doing the Naga, the national American grappling association. That was one of the coolest things. Like coming back that one on the bottom there, he, he ended up having the, the fastest submission in the tournament. It was four seconds. He jumped and did a flying arm bar. I don't know how he did it. He just, he literally shook the hand. He blew the whistle. He jumped up, landed on his back with the guy's arm, tapped him out in four seconds. How old is he there? He's, I want to say, nine. Yeah, a lot of, uh, I don't know if that's, in my in my kid's division, my, my oldest kid's eight, they wouldn't even allow that. No. Oh, really? A flying arm bar, no. No, yeah, this was back in the day before. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. This, this, was, this was like 10 years ago. Um but no, it was neat to be able to come back and, and compete with my kid in the same tournament and him in my corner and me and his. And I, I, I actually I ended up winning the, the open division for uh, 30 to 39. Wow. And then I won the master's division, the overall master's. I, I was in two divisions there. And what was cool is like those are the lessons in life. So I'm on the corner going into my final round. The guy that I'm going against submitted his guys like all less than 30 seconds. He was this five foot six, 190 pound, just yoked individual where I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I was terrified and I, you know, I, I'm not scared of many things. This guy scared me. Seven. I was like, yo, I, I got it in for me here. And so I'm there headphones trying to disconnect doing my thing. Ty comes up behind me. He's like, dad, are you ready? I'm like, yes, yeah, son. I'm hugging him, trying to get power, trying to get, you know, my, my, my boys, good fortune. 
And he goes, who are you wrestling? I was like, uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> trying to avoid that question. It doesn't matter. So I'm going out there. I'm going to do. And he goes, is that him there? I go, yeah. He goes, oh, my God, he's big. <laughs> oh, no. So I went, son, size doesn't matter. Are you kidding me? Look, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to throw legs on them. I'm going to make. And he's just like, he's like, but he's strong too, dad. I'm like, oh, crap. So right there, I was like, this, this is going south. And meanwhile, my heart rate just probably elevated 30 beats per minute there. And I said, son, can you go over there? Just go, go, go into that corner. Daddy's got it. Daddy got to go to work. Go, go give that guy a pep talk. Go, go tell that guy how great your dad is. Oh man. So I ended up going in there and, and, uh, actually beating him. I, I, uh, rear naked choked him in the final like minute of the, of the match. And he came running on the, 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 the mat jumped on me. I hugged him. I fell back. I was so exhausted. It's one of the best feelings and best memories I've ever had. And, and, uh, yeah, it, it, when he sees this, you'll remember that like that to this day, I still bring that up. Um, and it, it's just one of those things where, you know, it, it's that dad was definitely the underdog there. And, um, I was getting tossed around like a freaking, like a, like a doll, like a rag doll. And, uh, I just stuck to it. I was down like eight, two and came back and stuck him. Or submitted him. Though. So when you submitted him, you were down eight too. Yeah, no, he, awesome. he threw me. Awesome. Oh, and it was embarrassing, man. Like he just toyed me. But um, you know, that's one thing I will say. My all my years of wrestling, even in college, I've never been pinned. Wow. I've never been on my back for three seconds. So that's one thing. They used to call me Gumby. I used to like literally like dislocate my arms to try, you know, to avoid getting pinned. But that's like he he thought he had me, you know, a couple times, um, submitted where my chin was down enough, but I was turning purple. Um, and, uh, it, it, that, that, that I take, I, I, I take to the heart, man. I don't, I don't ever give in, man. I, so, um, yeah, man, it was, it was good. You grew four inches your, um, senior year in, in college. Five months. The doctor's like, you're on a rapid growth spurt. I've never seen anything like this. Um, he said, but you're ma- he goes, you are at 2.5% body fat. I'm concerned that I may not see you for the next doctor visit. And that was before they had any regular. You couldn't eat enough to sustain the Man, expo- I went explosion back to of the, growth? I, I didn't know I was growing at the time. When I went back, it was after, thank, after Christmas break. It was at Christmas break. And so Thanksgiving, I went with my roommate to his house, ate like a pig, went back. I had to weigh in for the bison open, North Dakota bisons. And they had like a five pound weight allowance. So it was like 131. I came back at 146. I was 15 pounds overweight. They threw me in the sauna, put a body bag on me. And I sat there on a bike for an hour, lost 12 pounds, then lost another three throughout the day, passed out on the scale weighing in for the, for the event. Luckily in college, you can weigh in the day before. So I was able to recover for the tournament. But let me tell you, that was just that I was so malnourished. I was just killing myself literally. And that's when I kind of woke up. And then after that, they started regulating it. There was kids that died. I think it was Oklahoma. There was like a couple of kids that were dying from excessive weight loss. So now they, they manage it. They monitor it. But let me tell you, I was close, man. I was really close. So what you're saying is you were growing so fast. You didn't even know it. Um, were you did you not go through what was that was that did you are you a late bloomer like did you not go through puberty like it's yeah. as a sophomore in high school yeah i wouldn't even wear like tank tops 
in like my junior year and, so, and like senior year is, you know, you started seeing a little bit of growth under the pits, but it was embarrassing. Like I would just keep my arms aside. Like everybody there has beards under their arms. And I, you know, I, I was bare skin under there. And I'm like, so, so I was definitely the late bloomer. Fascinating. Yeah, God, in, in hindsight, I think you really do want to be a late bloomer. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, it it's kind of like crawling. People want to get their kids walking as fast as they can. I'm like, dude, I I think of crawling as the holy grail of fitness. And if you're you can if you can have like my kids, I feel like we're world class crawlers. I mean, they were savages. But but once you stand, you're going to stand your whole life. Yeah, yeah. So you might as well just get as much reps in as you can crawling. Right. That's awesome. No, I love it. That's cool. Good for the brain, good for the, you know, the shoulders, good for the yeah. hips, good for every, I mean, crawling had, there's no downside. Yeah. No, I, I, I never thought of it that way, but yeah, that's, um, that's, that's pretty, uh, primitive, but brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I come up with a couple things here in the end. Um, I want to go back to soccer. Do you think soccer is, uh, is probably like the greatest maybe one of the greatest supplemental sports like people always talk about gymnastics as being you know a great sport for kids but whenever i see this insane metabolic capacity or just incredible footwork you know in other sports i always feel like people are always like yep they play soccer like all the greatest tennis players in the world seem to have have some mad soccer skills yeah and that's why I was thinking soccer seems so much more if you're not going to be a professional baseball player, I guess even if you were like soccer would be the one to mix with basketball and football because they just lend so much capacity to those two sports. Yeah, no, look, that's our biggest sport here in our school. I mean, we have almost 300 kids in our soccer program. Wow. And the results speak for themselves in terms of building the capacity of the engine. You're running up and down. It's great for the footwork the whole team, the camaraderie, like there's so many benefits of it that, you know, it's from five, I would say the five-year-olds all the way to the nine, 10, that's our strongest sport. Then once they get there, that's where they start going into, you know, some of the other, the look, even basketball, basketball for the, the one thing I will say with soccer is, you know, the hand-eye coordination is the only thing that you lack in where the, the combination for most of our kids is, soccer and basketball or soccer and flag football or all three. So I, I think there's something to say about that with the hand eye and, and being able to, to actually, you know, learn how to throw the ball and things. So that combination I think is, is, is the way to go at the early age. And then from there, anything is possible. I'm a big gymnastics guy. So all my kids with the exception of one did three to four years of competitive gymnastics. Um, but if you're not at the, you know, level eight, level nine, when you're, you know, 10 or 11 years old and you don't have OTC track, you know, if you're not that at that level, it's just too much on the body, man. I like, but for that baseline fitness and that baseline foundation of strength and flexibility and, and, you know, like power, I've, I'm a huge fan. And my kids to this day, like my kid is a tight end now, six, two football here, junior. And after the game, He's going and they're all celebrating a big win for our conference championship. And here he does doing a back layout. And everybody's like, what? And they're freaking out. And I'm like, yep, that's just, how does a big boy do that? It's called gymnastics, buddy. Never leaves you. Are you kidding me? So it, it that's something that you'll carry on forever. And um, his, his power that he has from that, even his power cleans. He was cleaning 225 the other day. And I'm like, my God, like his hips just everything. And I, and I, 
I definitely think the gymnastics background um, for a short period of time, you know, because other his body did start getting beat up. He was starting to compete, getting into 11, 12 years old. And I knew he wasn't going to go much further than that. I'm like, come on out. Then he went into wrestling, my oldest. Um, and uh, he did lacrosse, which was big, and football. So football in the fall, wrestling in the, in the winter, lacrosse in the spring. And that's what he did in high school, and it was a good combination. The great so, things about uh, – the other great thing about gymnastics, uh, obviously it has kind of that wrestling piece that it requires some some grit and some balls, but no one's trying to stop you. But gymnastics and skateboarding, they demand a high level of precision from day one. Yeah. There's you will pay the price in skateboarding if you're not precise. I mean, you will get slammed on the concrete and gymnastics is like that too. You know, there's just a high right away. It's, you know, you don't learn that type of precision in other sports until you like progress, but in those sports, like they're, they're drilling it into you early. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. No. And it's just very technical. and, And the thing I love about the gymnastics and the skateboarding is that, that whole mental toughness, man, no matter how many times you fall on that skateboard, no matter how many times you fall off, say the beam or you're coming off the ring, like you got to get back up and you got to just, just dust it off and, and keep going. And you have nobody to turn to, you know, you and the board or you and that floor. Right. So that's the same thing with wrestling. And I think instilling that and a lot of colleges now, and I've, I've been talking to recruiters, they look at that. They want a well-rounded individual. Yes. The academics are top priority. Then it goes, okay, did you do a team sport? Oh, you show good where you can work well with others and the camaraderie and, and being able to, you know, conform to a team. And, and, but did you have any track or any individual sports? Cause that shows that you're, you're able to, to work well with yourself and, you know, mental toughness. So that's where even at the collegiate level, I'm getting questions from recruiters saying, um, what other sport did he play? And like, they want to hear that. Interesting. No, it's it telling you it's 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 one of those things and then the leadership side you know being a captain being like they look for that like west point my son is looking to go to west point they're big into leadership you know obviously you go to west point you're coming out an officer and you know you have to serve five years um with with you know with the force but that's something that you know they look for that individual team leadership and that starts early on that that starts uh, you know, at the, at the earlier years and in, in, in growth. And, you know, I, that's where a lot of these parents in today, they're like, no, we're going to play soccer. And he's sticking with soccer. I'm like, the kid's nine years old. No, but the club, I go, it's a business. I'm like, <laughs> give this kid some variation. Have you ever heard of the variation principle? Look it up. And they're like, very, look, okay. Maybe that's the exercise fizz guy talking to me and the kinesio, but look, he's going to get burnt out. He's not going to like the sport anymore. His body's going to be taking too much of a hit in the same areas. He's going to start getting like orthopedics love orthopedic surgeons love these parents that, that specialize young because these kids are getting ACL tears when they're 12, 13 now. And it's ridiculous, but it's just overuse. So I, I, I constantly have conversation with parents, like keep your kids in multiple sports, give them the variation so that they can learn new things. They can, they can, work on different aspects of the game, um, on their mindset, um, you know, get different loads to their body and, and on the physical realm and not get bored and, and, and still have a zest for, and, and a want to be out there on the grid and on, in on the court or wherever it may be. So yeah, man, that's, that's huge. 
Do you, um, Sean, do you remember uh, Travis Bajant, the commentator at the CrossFit Games? Yeah, Travis. Love his voice. Yeah. Yeah, he's great, right? Mm-hmm. So you said something that made me think of him. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with what's happening in, in his life right now, but uh, his his current uh, high school son is may, maybe the best quarterback ever to play high school football. Out of California? As quarterback? No, in the country. And oh, wow. his oldest son is about to break the all-time – college football touchdown passing record in the history of football. His name is, his name is Tyson Bajan Shepherdstown. He's going to, he's going to for sure be drafted in the first round. He's got fucking agents crawling all over him. He's considered one of the 10 best players playing football uh, today. He's five passes away. He just broke whatever the division two record is. He just broke it. That all time record. It's a, it's a really uh, special situation that that kid has put himself in. And everything you're saying to me is like making sense. This kid had crazy variants. He's a crazy leader. He, yeah. He's all around great kid. I had him on the podcast. I, I shouldn't even call him a kid. Crazy, crazy man. I mean, anyway, and last year he won the um, Harlan uh, Trophy Award. It's the Division II Heisman. Really? Wow. Yeah. And and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a kind of a freak thing because he's gonna go from Division II straight into the NFL, and he's probably gonna go in the first round. Here's the thing that caught me, what you said. Uh, um, last year, in one of his final games, in, in, his la- in his last two final games he played last year, I think in the last two seconds he threw touchdown passes to win the game, two games in a row. And later I asked Travis, are those your best moments in watching um, your kids play football? And he goes, yeah. And I go, what did you like about him? He goes, I liked it that my younger son came up behind me and jumped on my back and hugged me. Not the fact that his older son threw the winning touchdown. And I and I was like, holy shit. And there's Travis. Yeah. And and you said that when you were um uh at that uh Naga tournament, yeah, yeah. you went over to your son to hug him to get the power. Mm. Do you know what you meant by that? Because I don't think a lot of people realize it, until you have kids, uh I don't I don't even know how to put words to it, but there's uh it's almost like an electrical current. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's a, stimul- a stimulus that I feel is just immeasurable. It's something that, like, no matter – and that's why you always see me at the game, Savon, with, you know, an, an entourage, just a, a flood, you know, of, of family. Because whether it's my son or whether it's my, my nephews or even, I mean, my wife, my, my, my brother-in-laws, like, that love – like, let me tell you, I have <laughs> – it's just, it's just family. And that's why this shirt family over everything. Like for me, like that, that gives me this surge, this power, this, this belief where nothing else matters. doesn't matter how big that guy is. doesn't matter how bad I am at the movements coming up. doesn't matter how much of a deficit I am at halftime, whatever that is, it's, it's all out the window once I get that feel. And that's, and sometimes I have to create that where I go and, and I, and I go and search for it, but, like with Travis, when it comes behind you and it grabs you and it, and you're in that moment, there is nothing that can just replace that feeling. And let me tell you, like, that, like, ah, ah, I'm about to like break down, but that's, that's what life is. And that's what I've been blessed to have in all my years of competing. And, but I create that, like, cause that's what feeds me. That's what feeds my soul. That's what feeds my hunger. That's what gives me the, the power within to be able to put that out. And so, you know, when you say that, like it, it brings chills because um, it, it it's so, uh, 
it's just special. I don't know how else to, to describe it. It's just one of those things that as a parent, if you're lucky enough to have that relationship, um, you're blessed. And if, if that's where there, there's a missing element or, co- or component in life, um, I, I would just, I, I would just say like, just, just be there for them. Like I'm at every one of my kids games, everyone. And, and also the, the main thing I feel that a lot of, a lot of parents fall victim to is living through their kids. Right. And I'm, I'm just as guilty. Sometimes I get there. I'm like, what are you doing? And then I step back. I'm like, eh. but you'll look at the Ray Allen. Like we have, you know, he's a basketball dad here at, at, a, at a competing school. He comes in our gym, good friends with him. And the, 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 the top, the, the top of the echelon of athletes, what do they do at their kids games? They sit as far away from their children uh. and they don't say a word. Uh, and they sit there and, I, and I've, I've often like looked at them like, and I learned from them. I'm like, how come like, you know, more than anybody out here, how come you don't, he's like, cause that's not my job. He's like, now I'm taking notes, mental notes on everything happening. Now, after the game, I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to tell him what he did wrong, what he did right. And I'm going to, but during the game, he needs to figure it out. And I'm letting that coach do his job. I'm like, wow, I love you, man. Like, thank you. So those are the kind of things that I feel like a lot of, like people just get sucked into the moment and they start just living those years and we're all guilty of it, but you got to like, at that point, just pull back and go, let the coach. Now, if you have a problem with the coach, that's a different story. Address it after and be professional, but don't sit there and, and express your thoughts to the whole community and to your kid who you're embarrassing. Right. And you know, those are the, so, but again, like that's, that's where the, you know, with that in place, I feel that kids will pull more to forming that relationship and respecting you more and not, and not wanting to shy away, scared of what you're going to say or, you know, and, and um, so the, the, I've, I've picked up a lot of lessons in life from some, some um, all different aspects. Even my brother-in-law um, who just played, he's the founder of the school. He played uh, high school soccer but he's the guy that just calms me. I had to call him before this. I'm like, man, you know, I haven't come out for three and a half years, four years. Like, this year, <laughs> I am not an anxious guy. I'm like, man, I'm actually nervous. He goes, what are you nervous about? He's like, Sean, this is the exoneration. This is you just talking about your story and your life. And, and I'm like, I know, but like, I just, you know, I, I don't know if I'm ready. He goes, what? You were born ready. And, and anyway, it's people like that that just bring you back to the ground. And who does that better than anybody? Our kids. Our right. kids are the ones that just humble us and keep us grounded and and um, give us that power on the other side of that. And it's uh, it's it's a beautiful thing. Well, no, nothing matters, right? Like no, nothing matters about Sean when he's focused on his kids. So, like, if your kid, yeah. let's say your kid falls down and, and and there's an alligator five feet away from him, there's at my like, dad's farm. Yeah, there's like absolutely doesn't matter whether like your mom just died, you have cancer, you got cheating, jumping on that out here. cheating on your wife, like what, whatever the insanity, it, 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 it's, it's irrelevant. Yeah. The child has, it, it just all fades away into nothing. It's just like I tell these people, like I'll have these conflicts with people just like in, in the world. But yeah. as soon as you hold it up against like, what if my kid was in the hospital? Like that, those are like my best friends compared to that situation. I'd have a beer with my best enemy before and, and, and love them and tell them I'm sorry for everything 
before I'd wish one fucking hair to get broken on my kid's head. Mm. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just like yeah, yeah. they just put that shit in perspective. Yeah. Uh, Justin Medeiros's mom, Shana Medeiros, family over everything, family and friends. They are blessed. Our squad is deep. Boy, their squad is deep. They go. They travel <laughs> huge. Uh, it is the best. That is the key. Just simply be there for them. Yeah. The champ's mom. Well, said, spoken. Yeah. Um, so at, at what year um, does how old are you? And, and tell me about your um, your your paths crossing with uh, CrossFit. So, I mean, that's a pretty broad statement there, Seven. Um, right. We'll dig but, in anywhere. <laughs> um, so, I mean, for for everything that happened, um, in a nutshell, you know, when 2018, after I finished um, the games, that's where, you know, there was a uh, – I received an, e- an email from CrossFit stating that, um, you know, there was uh, – like trace before we get to that i'm just curious like earlier like 10 years earlier how did you find crossfit and then we'll work our way into this into this into the what what, really the 120th of a milligram of something (laughs) it's crazy One twenty thousands. no it was a nanogram it was 0.04 nanograms i have it embedded in my head um so yeah so 2008 ironically enough there was CrossFit wasn't around down here. Like you guys in California, I mean, since 2003, four, you were right. The ranch and six, seven, you guys had it right here. There was, I think CrossFit MIA at the time, CrossFit Miami. And there was, um, I am CrossFit and one other place called, um, oh, right. I am CrossFit. Is that still around? It is. Yeah. Wow. I mean, they expanded. They're the ones that did crush games. So they expanded and they kind of split where Mike Asuna now has CrossFit train um, eight, nine, which is in the Grove, um, which is what I was talking about where Anna uh, trains at, but you have um, like those, those guys were the, the OGs, right. That started it. And then I was a personal trainer at the time, right. I had just graduated. Um, well, I, I was getting into, to more of um, the, uh, athletic directing side of things and, and working with the County. And my wife was like, have you heard of this thing CrossFit? I'm like, yeah, it's like this new thing. Yeah. It is it, it's crazy. Right. And she's like, I want to do it. And she was a spin instructor. So I started. By the way, that's the- what Greg Glassman was too. Greg Glassman was he a spin with, instructor? One, with, 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 with one leg. Yeah. Spin instructor. Shush. Yeah. In, 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 in Santa <laughs> Cruz, California, supposedly the hardest spin classes you could do in the oh, state. Absolutely. Yeah. She's crazy, still, right? She's still to this day does uh there it is she still to this day does uh teach a spin which is crazy 20 years later or more um so here we are right like no not knowing anything about it i did my research ended up just walking into i am crossfit which is like you know in doral area and I, i'll never forget dre who was in the first crossfit he was on a team in in the games in 2000 i'm gonna say eight nine he was running by himself, sweating, comes in. Hey, I'll be right with you. Kept, I'll remember this to this day. Kept running. And I'm like looking around. I'm like, wow. Okay. Not the customer service and relations that I expected. <laughs> and he comes back in. He's like, he looks at me. And, you know, meanwhile, this guy's like 6'3", you know, 240, just chiseled. And I'm like, all right, I'm definitely not going to be <laughs> coming into this place. So I literally walked out. And then I found IMT CrossFit, Intense Muscle Training. So I went in there, small 2,500 square foot facility, 
Walked in right away. They greeted me. Hey, how you doing? I'm like, yeah, I'm looking for my wife. She's, you know, interested in me possibly joining. He's like, hey, we have a, we have a, um, a workout in about 30 minutes. Why don't, why don't you jump in? Because I gave my background. I'm into, you know, exercise physiologist, blah, blah, blah. I'm a trainer, but I also, you know, com- uh, is it collegiate wrestler. And he's like, oh, okay. Why don't you try this workout? Oh, my God, Seven. It was, I will never forget it. It was like a combination of like Fran. So it was like thrusters, pull-ups with tire flips. So not only did you blast your body full, like with that nasty couplet. What a way to welcome a new client. Oh my God. No, the I old days. Up, I threw up. I almost passed out, but I was hooked like everybody else. Right. 2009. So after, 2009. So after that, I'm like, wow, this is something that I've never experienced. Just being just flattened like that. And so it hooked me. So here I, and then a month later, he hired me as one of the, the trainers um, wow. Yeah. And God, um, the old days were wild. Then we expanded in 2010 to five. We doubled 5,000 square feet and then to 10,000 square feet. And I became partners when we expanded. And uh, I started competing in 2012. Um, and that's where I went at regionals, like Southeast regionals, as a 38 year old struggling, waiting for seven years to become a master's. Because, you know, I was your. Top 20 guy, but, man, I had no business being there, man. These guys just – I couldn't do it. Um, so then that's when I started just rallying up and on, on an individual campaign with with Dave. When I'd see him at regionals, I'm like, man, when are you going to drop – Masters is 40 everywhere else. What are, what are you guys waiting for? Ah, we're talking about it. Why? What yeah. was Masters then? 45. 45. 45 to 49, 50, and, and 55. So – um, the following year, and that was 2013, I begged and plead. They said, look, uh, you might have your wish. We're, we're seriously considering it. Just, just, you know, pay attention to the website. And sure enough, they put it out there. And that's when 2014, I, I turned 40 in May and became the youngest of the 40, 44. And <clears throat> that's when I went in with no expectation. Uh, I won the open and I'm like, wait a minute, this could get real. Um, and then it was in Carson at the time on the track and I won that, um, 2014. And that's when I was like, man, I can really do this. But what was good is the vision. Like everything is for me is, is visualization. Um, I'm, I'm all about, you gotta, you gotta see it to be it kind of guy. So I went in 2013 to Ron Ortiz out in Carson and watched him win the CrossFit games. And that's when I got that whole, just, did you know him? Yeah, no, Ron, Ron and I, um, we, we connected through the the CrossFit community, but, um, he was a West Palm beach firefighter and I worked for the County as a wellness director. And we kind of linked up, um, just, it was through peak through, um, you know, what year was that, that you met him 2011. It was, was that love at first sight when you guys put your eyes on each other? Because it is really weird. You guys were a very special combo. Um, you guys stood out at the CrossFit Games. You were both very charismatic. Everyone loved you. People gravitated to you like no other uh, Masters athletes or in, in individual yeah. or team even. Um, do you remember that first encounter with Ron? I remember it like yesterday. Yeah, it was in peak performance, but they're in a little where- – they're in another warehouse district. There's my dog right there. And uh, so what happened was I go in there, and that's when Noah was still at UM. 
He was just a little jit. He was like 19. Yeah. Um, just stepping into the space. They called him mini Guido at the time. They were like, Hey, little Guido. And, um, and it was like the whole hustle hard crew. So it was like big John and all those guys. And so I'm like, Oh, Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was right after that. That's awesome. Um, so here we are in this gym and I didn't know anybody. And right away, Ron just came up to me. He's like, he's like, Hey, Ron. I go, yeah, I know all about you. And he was right away. He just gave me this, that big Ron hug that he gives. And I felt it. And he's like, Hey, glad to have you on board, man. Glad to have you in, you know, on the team. And I'm like, team. I was like, wow, <laughs> this is great, man. So, it. so after that, it was, it was, it was just brotherhood, man. Like he's that, he's a brother to, to so many and he's just, he's always there. Like that guy, even through all this stuff, like he's Sean, Hey, if you need anything, just let me know, man. You know, and I love that guy, man. And, and, um, you know, I, I was glad to see him at MFC, you know, we were up there hanging out and, and, uh, he recently, so that was married. a surprise to see him there. You guys didn't, he's the one that got me back in. He's like, oh. you gotta go, man. I'm like, Ron, I'm not ready, man. Like, this is two, you know, two months before he's like, listen, I could, I can get you an invite. Like, you know, the guys that run it are really cool. This guy, Bobby. And I'm like, man, whatever. What if I do team? He goes, no, man. He's like, you got to come. You, if you're coming back in, you got to come in as, as Sean, the Ram. I'm like, all right, man, that's fine. So I did it. They gave me an invite and then I got cold feet. I'm like, Ron, this is four weeks before I go, Ron, I don't think I can do this, man. <laughs> Like I haven't been competing. I haven't been training. I haven't been doing anything like my shoulders gimpy. You know, I, I messed it up playing um, beach volleyball. I landed on the ball and it like sublax. It went out and in. I'm like, I, I just, I can barely do anything overhead. I, no shoulder stability. So right away I talked to Chad at CrossFit arm, my, my coach. And he's like, dude, start doing some sauce presses, start doing some PVC with, you know, with the bands and, and the kettlebells and get some stability there. And I'm like, damn, you're right, man. So every like four to five days a week, every day of the week, it's all I did here at school. So I'm you were out. scared. I just look. You had to kind of face a fear. You like face the community, face yourself, face. Mm-hmm. All, no. Community was not, was not the fear. So okay. the community, I was eagerly anticipating that reunitement. Like okay. I had so much, look, I only had a couple trolls and those trolls I punched in the face. Well, I met face to face and was like, listen, first of all, get the facts. Second of all, I've been taking the same stuff before. Like, like, and third, like, who do you think you are calling me out on, you know, like, who are you to talk? Meanwhile, some of these guys got popped the next year, which <laughs> like, and, did it's I go always back? like that, dude. Come on, it's, man. The, guy, it's like, the guys it's, that it's hate all, it's always guys, like that. Yeah, that you know, want to shed that 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 or, or cast that shadow on those to to give them more light. And at the end, they're 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 the ones that are hiding. And um, so anyway, I didn't take it personal. And again, I could count on one hand how many of those there were. And out of all of those, I would say, oh, that's beautiful. There's that. That's what we were talking about right there. By the way, that's Gary Roberts on the left. Love that. No, Gary was the man. He was the he man. Crazy, yeah. God, I love that guy. Um, so look, at the end, just circling back, like that was more of the main reason I went back is because of that community. Because okay. of, let okay. me tell you, all those masters guys, like they came up to me, Sean, 
everything that you've gone through, like you coming back, like it's so good to be competing next next to you. But then on the other side of that is like, you're so like, like different than what I imagine. Like, I'm like, what? No, in a good way. Like you, you, you don't hold what, you know, all the, the accolades that you have, you don't hold it above. Like you're, you're so grounded. I'm like, man, that's who I am. Like anybody who knows. Yeah. But I've never competed with you. Like, it's just, it's good to see man and hugs and guys that just truly were, were excited to be around competing with me, but like just genuinely happy that I was back in the space and that, and it wasn't them just trying to blow smoke and trying to just like, you know, um, build an ally or, or hook up with me, like, you know, and get my, uh, get my contact. It was just, you could just see it, man. Like, and they were coming out of everywhere. Like even the, the commentators, like Jeremy, like they were just all coming around me. And that was what I was so just excited to get back to now competing terrified because I have everything to lose. Right. Like I go back there and I get trash and I don't even get on the blocks. <laughs> like everybody's like, dude, he's man, that guy fell off. What's wrong with that guy? Right. And that's, that was the fear because I haven't trained. I was weaker than I've ever been. And I went to Ron and said, Ron, I'm not ready, bro. You're ready, brother. You, you got this. Like, I'm like, Oh shit. So then I finally, Ron? how old is Ron? He's in the 55 group now. Wow. I believe maybe he's at the 54, maybe the end of the fifties. I know when I go to 50, he ages up. So he might be like 54. So anyway, so that was the fear my friend. It's just, you know, going in there and um, like, look at the end, I really don't care what people think. And everybody says that, but I really don't. Those that, that are close to me, I do, but coming, you know, being a four-time world champion, going back into the space and, and not being competitive was a huge fear of mine. And I didn't feel like I was ready. But after day one, with the handstand walk, I came out on first, you know, and I felt just on fire. I was like, man, I'm back. Um, and I stayed, you know, I stayed on a good pace, but over 10 workouts, I just couldn't sustain it. Man. I couldn't hold on. And uh, it, it, but what's good is after that, like, I truly, got that 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 edge back and that 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 need for competition and being able to to go in and um and just just claim what what was mine and and get back on on uh on that on that set so anyway yeah so you when you say four times games champion that's because the fifth year they stripped you of the title yeah well a second i i lost to that that uh Mr. NM, Neil Maddox. Oh, in, in your fifth year, you took second. Correct. And at yeah. that point, he was coming in at 40 and you were 40. Right. Four, which, 45. Yeah, which does make a difference. We all know that. Um, but I just knew him as being the strong guy. I, I didn't think that he was going to come in with, you know, the tools that he came in with. He's a he special athlete, man. He's oh, a and that guy, athlete. look, he camped out there like a month before and acclimated. Like, dude, he, he, and he even said, this is my last competition. He was there to win it, right? Yeah. He wanted to, re and he retired his shoes and all that. And I give him credit when credit was due. Um, and he earned it. He put in the work. But for me to end like that and, and you know, for for me to, 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 to not be able 
to, I don't need to win on top, but even if I got that, that second place, um, I wanted to end with that honor and the integrity and, and be able to, to not have any, you know, uh, asterisk or, or, you know, tainted my, my image and my name. And that's, that's what I want to come back. That's why this next time coming back, I already got a guy who's going to document everything, document like everything from everything I'm eating and training and, and supplementing and doing, Hey, I want to put everything out there so everybody can see, because I've, I'm, I haven't hit anything my whole life. In fact, I've been more than transparent to CrossFit because nobody knows this, but in 2015, when I won my second year, I tested positive for um, Adderall. So it was, to, and that was a, a PED because it's an amphetamine. It's, but I don't even take it coming into the games because it suppresses my appetite, but it was in my system. But I've had a therapy. I mean, I've, I've had a pres prescribed since 2008. Um, that was also a late blooming discovery, <laughs> adult ADD. Um, and it really, and I went, to, I text Dave, Dave, are you serious? I submitted this last year. No, you got to do it every year. So Sevan, from, and you probably knew this, from that point all the way until 2018, I was on probation. Every, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't, every wow. three months, I had to give them my whereabouts. I had to give Oh, them, yeah, I didn't know that, yeah. I mean, so I had to report everything to them, random drug testing. Like, so that to me, like, even if I wanted to cheat, I couldn't cheat. So, and that's what, like, I disclosed and told a lot of these these people like, listen, like I've been so, why would I try to, you know, fix something that's not broken? I've been doing the same thing for years. So why would I try well, to change? Did and you, you sued the supplement company, right? Correct. Yeah. So how does that play out? Well, we, we settled for an undisclosed amount and we settled out of court. So you won. Yeah. Oh, I won. I won. Um, that's great to hear. No, it was, it was awesome. Um, I mean, it, it, it Do was, they tell you how that happens? How does that happen? No, I mean, look, when we sent it to Corvo Labs, when Corvo Labs came back, which is a very reputable source, um, originally CrossFit's like, wait a minute, um, you know, this is an open container. Do you have clothes? And I'm like, yeah, I, they sent me so much product. And that's where I was a little taken back with CrossFit. Oh, do you have proof of purchase? Proof of purchase? never purchased a supplement in my life. Like in the last five years, I can give you tracking numbers. I can give you. Oh, because they're all given to you yeah. by, by sponsors. But right that's now. what they were hanging it up on. Hey, I need proof of purchase. I need, I'm like, what are you talking about? So all this was happening, which delays the process. And then they're like, hey, we're not going to extend the, you know, the, the allowance for your submission and your appeal. So it was a mess. Is that but, what ended up being the big ding on you? Is yeah. that you couldn't get into information? Well, look, in time? when I gave them that, look, in December 15th is when I actually got the results from a sealed bottle. So I had an open container, which I was taking, and it was I can disclose what um what type of product it is. I can't disclose the name. And it was a B12 drop. It was B12. So and it was a liquid. It was a liquid. Yeah, it was a liquid B12. Is that so, the same? Is it the same supplement that Katie proved that was tainted also? I'm not sure in her case. Um, but she popped the same time and she proved hers was tainted. Right. So I proved it. Then they wanted a sealed bottle. So I proved sealed. And then after that, they're like, well, we're not going to take that um, because the full product name wasn't disclosed from the beginning. And I'm like, it was just, 
I felt like I was just wrongly done as a, the poster child on the other side. All right, we can we can just take this four time world champion and rake him across, and no matter what he's going to, you know, um, so no matter what he's going to give us on his findings, we're going to find something just to, to keep this sanctioning. Just give me the two year release, you know, re- release it on the press. Let them know that I did have positive findings in a closed and in a sealed and an open container. And fast forward a year later, we settled out of court. We actually settled. We won the case and there was no denying that. They even, so they didn't even deny it. They, they, they couldn't even deny no, it. They tried to deny it. They tried to go back, but like, how are you going to deny <laughs> a sealed container? And it was the exact same product that it, it was the, the GW 1516 and, and the uh, Aust, what was it? Austrian, but it was like the, you know, and it was tr- in, in, in that sample, it was trace amounts as well. It was the same 0.3 milligram. Uh, oh, identical trace amount. Wow. Yeah. So it was like, look, you, they couldn't deny. Were you that. tripping when this happened to you? Were you like, this, man, is, like, this deal, is supposed man. to happen to people, other people? Like, look, and I've me. always pride. Yeah, man. I've always prided myself with taking natural substances and just like really being this, this, this you know, this example for all of not only the CrossFit community, like, hey, because I've never been the strongest. I've never had the best engine. I've never done like there's nothing that was great about my 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 game other than just a good balance of of capacities. So then like when this came out, I'm like, are you freaking serious? So immediately I thought it was deer antler. Because the deer antler has had like so I tested that right away. And testing's not cheap. I don't know if you know the yeah, testing. Yeah, no, but I, I I always think about that. I go, I wouldn't te- – if I – I mean, I know it was your life at the time, but it sounds crazy to have to pay for all that shit yourself. So I, but it? I wanted to exonerate myself. It was like 500 a hit. Wow. 500 a test. So and if you have eight supplements, supplements, that's four grand, five grand? Seven supplements. So I had – deer antler was the first one. I'm like, all right, it's got to be the deer antler. Then I thought – I was taking – it was like a, a natural product with tribulus – and it's like a, a, a test booster, but it's all natural. It was called Stacker 2. They looked it up. Nothing in the ingredients is illegal. You could take up to five pills a day. And I would take that getting close to the games just to enhance my own natural testosterone stores, but it wasn't chemical. So I thought that was it. I, te- I tested that. That came out clean. Then I'm like, oh, crap, what, is, what, what could it be? So I tested my BCAAs. Right, because I had some. God, this is like Russian roulette. You just want to so find annoying. it. Annoying, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, so then here we are, like six weeks in. They're like, hey, and they gave me the time to test, but then it got to the point where they're like, well, we're not going to accept any other testing at this point, or you know, we, you've already, um, you know, gone over the a lot the a lot of time for the appeal. And I'm like, look, I still have four products. I'm just, I mean, you know, two thousand dollars that I've already kicked out. It's not, you know, something that. <laughs> oh, trust me, I know. So anyway, so then you have three kids at fucking home. The last thing you want to do is spend know, four thousand dollars on. So it came shit. down to the sixth out of the seventh one, and it was the B twelve, right? So right there, I was like, oh, it, it was that was a smoking gun. I was so, and that was this November like twenty, like right after Thanksgiving. I remember going like being thankful, like yes, we found the smoking gun. I was so excited. So then that's when like, they're like, well, do you have a, a sealed bottle? I'm like, crap. And I, I had three extra bottles. So I sent that in. 
and that came back positive. And I got those results December 15th. But by then they had already blasted me. They put it out there and I was just, and you know, all I asked was just wait until all my testing is done. Cause if they, if nothing comes up negative or everything comes up or nothing comes up positive, then I did my due diligence and I don't know what the hell happened and I'm guilty, but give me at least the chance to test my products. Did they so, ever retract it? Why didn't they retract it and say, Hey, uh, we're going to give them a waiver here. This is uh, our final decision. And the guy who did it, I'm not going to name names cause I don't want to be that guy, but you know, you know, who's behind the testing. Um, I love Justin. It's not Justin. That's my dog. I'll let you narrow it down, but I'll never forget in the 2017 games, the last, the last games at Carson, you know, he's like that gatekeeper. And, um, it was something so trivial, Savon. It was, I had like a band. I always wear bands, right? And the band was a band I had gotten that meant a lot to me. And it was there. We were getting ready to walk into the um, the stadium, you know, to get our medals. And I'm there with Ron and I'm like, we're giving the, the Ron hugs and we're, we're celebrating in the tunnel. And this gentleman comes up and he's like, hey, you need to take off your bands and this and that. And I looked and I was like, okay. like. Didn't even think about it because I'm in the moment, man. I, I literally just won the games for the third time. It was my three-peat. And then I'm getting ready to walk out three minutes later. And he comes and just lays it on me, brother. I, I thought I told you to take that off. You're trying to get one past me, huh? I'm like, what are you talking about, man? And I'm like, dude, I forgot, man. You really think that I want to have this out? This isn't even a sponsor. This is something personal. You, you mean this is for the closing ceremonies? This is for the award? This thing? is for the awards, man, on this on the podium. And then I'm like, and he's like, he's like, that, you know, you deliberately just you know disobeyed my order. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Seriously, you need to stop right now, bro. I just got my three P. I'm here celebrating with all my 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 boys, and, and you're sitting here hounding me. For yeah, something's a weird. Silicone band, thinking that I want to sit there and, and promote a product. Like, what is wrong with you? What's wrong with me? And it was, and then Ron goes, Sean, Sean. I go, Ron, like, seriously, like, this is just unjust. Like, what? I don't get it, man. And I took my band off and I put it down. I'm like, and he was like, thank you. And I was like, no, thank you, man. Ever since then, stink eye every other games. When I won it again in Carson, same thing. If I didn't have, if I had headphones on and I was walking towards an area, you had to have them off. He was like, headphone, like everything was a punch in the face. So when this happened, it was like, it was almost personal, at least to me. Was he doing his job? They have to follow their policy. They have to do what they have to do. Hey, I respect that, but follow policy. If I give you a result that results in a reduced sanction, Give me that, at least that, right? And that's the one thing that, you know, I just, it sat, it, it's, it didn't sit well with me. And my no. attorneys, my attorneys are like, you know, you, you can go after CrossFit because, you know, um, you know, uh, that that's a um, defamation of character, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, listen, I'm not going after CrossFit. First of all, nobody wins. Even if you win, you still lose. And I'm not going to go and pick that fight with somebody that I'm going to be back in that space again. And you know what? It's not worth what an extra few. I mean, what's it worth? And they were just thinking money. They're like, no, it's more than you think. You know, we can go and get it, go after them for this. And 
I'm like, listen, as much as that sounds very appealing right now, that's not my interest. My interest is just clearing my name, getting back in competing, doing what I love again and moving on, man. And so they respected that. I didn't say anything. I didn't bash CrossFit. Um, and to this day, I, I'm still not. Do I think that there could have been some decisions that were made from the higher level to help mitigate this and, and to help exonerate me and, and, you know, give me what I thought was fair. And um, yes, absolutely. But what, Hey, it's it, for me, I'm not holding that against anybody. I'm not going to sit there and hold a grudge. Life's too short. Um, but I am here to tell you that it hasn't empowered me beyond measure. Um, and when I do make my comeback, which is now, yeah, those competitors uh, that are out there, just all I got to say is be ready, be ready. Cause uh, um, it's, it's a uh, Ram 2.0 brother. So the, the takeaway here is the only person you really cared about is your three sons and then your family. At the end of the day, you just you didn't want to cause them headache or have them think ill of you. And everyone else can go pound sand. And, and it was kind of a dick move to give this chick Katie. That was the part when I looked into this, and I didn't look too deeply into it. But the, the fact that another person who also proved the same thing you did got a two-year ban and you got a four-year ban. Right. Yeah. No, I mean. And, and were you the it, first person ever? Was that? No, no, there were others. No, no, no. Okay. But, you know, in addition. Most high profile, though, probably. Yeah, I for think. sure. And that's what I think that ultimately they, they kind of wanted. Um, but, you know, when, when you when you talk about just uh, like me personally, it the kids love me. No matter, like they're, they're going to accept me no matter what. It was uh, my concern was um, the backlash that they would get outside of, you know, our, our household, which they didn't like. There wasn't guys. Like to this day, like even Ty, the kids that know and can look up my name aren't going to sit there and be like, oh, your dad, you know, got busted. Like, because like, that's why I'm doing this. The truth is going to get out there. People are going to see what really happened. And we're going to move on from that. Um, It wasn't like, you know, I had like, as I saw, you know, with the interview with with um, with, you know, Gerard, like he straight out had like was it endurable i don't know so i'm like but he came out and said yeah i knew what i was taking and this like and i respect him that he came back and smashed it right that's not my case like i feel like i was a victim of a contaminated substance that i feel like you, you I were was. i yeah, was you were you were and it, it sounds like a nightmare to tell you the truth it sounds like like this is like something when you're a kid like you see happens to like some olympian and now you're like, what the fuck? No, man. And look, and, and that's the, the hardest part was me to just accept that. Um, and but if I didn't have the family behind me and didn't have the people in my corner, like I would have never survived. And that's where look. So it was, was hard on you. So you're bu- you were. Let me tell hard. you, man. And look, I wasn't going to put this out there. In fact, I was I was. Um, I was advised not to from my, my family members. They just said, if you do, just keep it simple. But. I am a guy that holds a lot in, right? Most men do. <laughs> um, where my wife, she, like, I told her, babe, like, this has been stressful. She's like, well, just talk to me. That's not who I am. I don't, that's not, I'm not this emotional guy. So I kept a lot in. 
finally, as it was getting close to the end and we finally settled, it all came out and I was just relieved, but to the point where I was exhausted mentally, I was exhausted emotionally and I didn't know what to do. And like, I also pride myself on being just a clean cut where like, I didn't even drink my first beer until I was 21. Like I never partied. Everything was right. Like, so, um, so that's where I started finding myself just, you know, doing my sports and stuff. And then on the weekend, when I would do my lawn work, I'd have a beer here and there. And I was like, and then it got to it where my son was, dad, I've never seen you drink beers. Like I go, no, nah, it's hot out here. And I kept on making excuses. No, nah, you know, I'm doing yard work or, um, nah, you know, I'm, I'm building the shed. And then it affected my kids. And that's when they're like, but are you going to train again, dad? When are you going to go back to the CrossFit games? When? And it, that man, you want to talk about pain? Yeah. Uh, did, did you have to? Did you? How 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 bad did the drinking get? Not bad. Um, Not bad. But it hurt to hear that from the kids, right? Yeah. You no, know, I mean, two beers is a lot for me. I, I mean, so right. but it was just the principle of it. It was the point of it. And then hearing that from the kids, I'm like, oh my gosh! Like this is this it's affecting like my lifeline my, my boys, like my family. And, um, I finally came out to my wife and just said, look, like, she's like, no, I'm just concerned because you've never drank. And I'm like, I'm not drinking like, because I need it. It's just, it helps me relax on the weekend. And she's like, but that's not you. I'm like, I know. But so finally, once it started affecting that saving, this was last year, Christmas, like right before Christmas, I just went and just hundred percent said, I'm done. Just done. And um, that was that my first actual beer was at Bobby's house at the MFC <laughs> after I got a podium finish at MFC. And I was like, oh. and what's funny is after that beer, I go, I woke up the next morning, just groggy. I go, this is horrible. <laughs> One beer. I know. Cra- yeah, I'm telling you, it like, it's amazing. What so, a refined machine yeah. Are. And it's just, and look, everybody knows me like at the games, they always say, Hey, you know, I never drink. And that's one of my things. Like I don't drink. I don't put any drugs, nothing because even supplement wise, because I met, met, it's such a mental game. So when I go in there, I got to be so mentally dialed in that if I know, Oh, I drank, you know, on at this bachelor party and got ways like that'll come up and it sounds crazy, but I'll be like, man, if I fade on a work, uh, I start I see what thinking, you're saying. I, I'll process that and be like, damn, I, even if it's after that, that you know, I didn't that, do everything that, I could to correct. be the best, and it'll put a, a, a thought in your in your yep. arm, put a chip in your arm. It'll ponder. I'll I'll ponder those thoughts. I'll sit on them, and it'll affect my performance. So I don't let any of that come into my system, and that empowers me. And the 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 meditation side of it, the the the, the visualization side, like all that. There's so many components, and that's what. Moving forward, when I start to do my documentary, when I when I have this run, these are the things that I want to share. Because just at this MFC seminar alone, guys are like, how do you do it? What's your secret sauce? Like, how do you do? And I'm like, well, you know what I don't do? I don't do a lot of, even um, in CrossFit days, I don't do a lot of CrossFit. They're like, what? I'm like, look, I'll do my, like, my little couplets and triplets and, but Box jumps, box jump up, step down. I haven't bounded. Oof. 
like only going into the games. Now, if I know that there's, I'll do it just to get, you know, that, that stimulation and to get my body to kind of feel it. But like, there's so many things that I don't do that people are like shocked. And I'm like, look, a lot of swimming, a lot of rowing, a lot of biking for my cardio. If I do run, it's only two months before the games and I'm running on a track or a, a runner. I don't do a lot of running. It beats up my joints. Really? Yeah. And so these are the kind of things that people are like, oh my gosh, why do you think I've never been sidelined with an injury? Okay. Well, it's these practices that I put in play. Um, not crashing, like, you know, not, well, do you guys visualize? Do you guys meditate? Do you guys do yoga? Do you know? Well, I do that at least twice a week leading into the games. Really? I watch sunrises on the weekend. I do. Oh my God. These are the things that LeBron James and all these big elite athletes do. That they don't talk about one. It gets frowned upon by many. Oh, they're lost. And, you know, they might as well go to Tibet and, you know, become a Buddha with, with, you know, the Dali. Um, and a lot of people just don't understand it, but I'm, but they're like, well, how do you get into that state? Like, I'm not a big meditating guy, but I listen to the right stuff. Puts me into it. All I'm doing is just breathing deep, just being able to focus on what I need to do in the events that are coming up. And I'm able to just get away from everything and, and reconnect with the self. And these are the kind of things. And this is one, two, three examples of many things that I would love to educate and get all the, cause I'm not before I was like, I don't want anybody to know. Cause this is, this is, this is why I do what I do. But now it's like, what am I going to hold on to that for? They won't even do it. If you tell them, dude, <laughs> it won't even do it. If you tell them, but if I say, I say, I give 10 tools yeah, and, and you take one that, that helps your family or helps you, you know, on, on that half pipe, you know, or, or you're not going to break your bone or helps you in, or helps this guy competing, getting mentally like that's, that's the change I want to be in this world. That's the difference. I want to, I want to be an impact. I know it sounds cliche, but I'm tired of holding everything in. Like, yeah, books, good. Like, I'll give like Noah, like, Hey, this is a book that changed my life. Boom. You know, those oh, you read the Bob Rotella book too. That thing changed my life. I saw that on your really? Instagram. Yeah. Oh, what is, champion, what is that? The championship mindset book? Oh yeah. Championship mindset. Yeah. Oh my God. Relentless. I listened to it on audio. It was unbelievable. These are my books up here. Well, let's see if you can see them. Yep. Yep. Anyway. I see them. Yep. Yeah. There's some good ones up there, but anyway, um, but look at the end, all I want to do is just exonerate myself. Just, just, be free of, you know, this, this imprisonment that I've, I've experienced, which I am. And I thank you for helping me do this and just go back to, to, to my love, man. And that's, that's competing because I, I fell back for it again um, amidst the, the, the subpar results. I mean, third is, is not bad, but um, you that's know, that's what you got at the master's fitness collective third. Yeah. Look, I, I won the last event. Actually, I took second in the row. It was a thousand meter row, but I blew up, man. I was averaging 138, right? On the, so I come off and I went to toes the bar, which I can do 30, 40, I'm broken. Sam, and I couldn't do 10. I barely got 10. I had no forearms. Welcome back to CrossFit. <laughs> and, uh, and I just, at that point, I went to threes and then twos and then singles. And that's when I'm like, man, you know what? But if I would have won that last event, which I was on pace, then I would have won. I would have won. Were you that. sore the next day? What did that do to your body? Did that beat you up pretty good? So day one and two, no, because the programming was very generous. Thanks to CJ Martin. Love that dude. Um, 
So you had to swim, we had to run, we had a little little couple of gymnastics, handstand walk, some jump rope, very light. Day three crushed me. Mm-hmm. It was freaking 40 deadlifts and box jumps and rope climb, man. It, it thrusters, it destroyed me. So that's where like Monday, I was tender. Tuesday, I was, let's just say I was close, I was, I was, I was te- teetering with, with rhabdo. <laughs> My forearms were blown up. I didn't get the dark urine, but uh, I was close. Hey, so as you get older, it takes longer for the soreness to set in. That's what they right? say. Mine set in right away, brother. Oh, okay. But on Tuesday, you're saying it was worse than Monday. Always the second day. Yeah. Always the second day is always the worst. Even um, as a kid, it was like that. But I will you? tell you, all my years, I mean, it's always been that second day has always been the worst. Um, but – I will tell you, you know who saved me that day? Who? Oh. Miss Martin, CJ's mom. She is oh. a blessing. I don't know if you've met her. No. Oh, I met his dad, God. I think, many years ago, but not his mom. She had this hospitality where she had like mush, you know, the oatmeal. So I was like constantly getting my energy with her. Um, and then she had the Normatec boots, which I have here. Um, she had the um, Hyper Ice, that belt that heats up, that has like the, the, the stimulus, like the vibrate. I lived on that. Let me tell you that I ended up buying one that saved my life recovery. Unbelievable. Got to look it up. It's, it's the most amazing <laughs> discovery. Um, oh, I saw one of those things for sale at rogue. You, you had the back one. Hey, I'm telling you now for old men and young <laughs> it, 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 and, and any women, look, she was telling me she, like she has her female athletes use it for menstrual cramps they put it in front she's like it's unbelievable with the heat and the vibration yes that's it unbelievable i'm like really she's like i you don't know how many women have come up to me saying this has alleviated all their pain on that time of the month i'm like wow that's pretty let me ask you this because i saw the venom back and i was like god i'd love to have that as a just in case yeah because I've had some back issues, although knock on wood, it's been a few years since I stopped lifting man weights. And I have <laughs> little little kid weights now. Um, but um, I, I you, do you remember when uh, when we were young, electric blankets were all the rave. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then it was like, hey, those fuckers aren't good for you because like all those electrical cables and they're on you. Yeah, I, I always just wonder about that. So yeah, I don't know. Look, in terms of. Like it's but but not, I really tempted them though. It's not an electrical stimulation. All it is is just a little, like a vibration. Like it's not like stem units where you're attaching and you're getting. So it's just more of just like um like a stimulus, but it, not. It gets hot. It gets hot. Yeah. So it heats up. It gets hot. So here's what I did with it. I took it to well, at least what I thought would be the best practice is I got it heated up. I got a little stimulus, and then I did some low back stretches with it on. Yeah, yeah. I've never had my back open up like that. Bop, 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 bop. It felt like I was at a chiropractor. And I wasn't manipulating my back and twisting it. It was just simple, just like hip flexor stretches, just some some IT stretches, you know. And let me tell you, it opened me up. And then I, I just took it off after a good seven, not long, seven, ten minutes. And night and day, I walked around feeling just so just fresh. And I was like, and I went back to her and I went, this is brilliant. She's like, I know. I'm like, and if you stretch with it, it's even better. She's like, yep. 
And I'm like, wow. So I even brought one back to my athletes here who have been having like back pain. And I gave one to a basketball player who we just played last night. And he's like, oh my God, he ended up going out and buy one. Um, and then another, uh, our bit, our manager. You're about to sell me one. Careful. I'm telling you, man, you know what? How, about how about I bought, how about I, I I'm going to, if you don't buy one, I'm going to get one for you, man. How about I'm that? Get, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm so tempted. I, Caleb, have you heard of these things? Have you heard of these? Yeah. 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 They're pretty cool. I've never used them myself, but I know people have had used them and they say they like them a lot. So I use that with the gun. So I take the hypervolt gun and I use that for my glutes because that's where a lot of the tension and I do the glute with the stretch with that. And I'm telling you, my is it hip, battery operated? It's a rechargeable battery. Rechargeable. Now? Yeah. No, I'm telling you. It's and everybody. It like I talk to, Sorry, go ahead. No, I was saying everybody, even an orthopedic surgeon, he just got one. I have another guy who's another doctor that I play volleyball with. I brought it out there at volleyball and I was just taking bands and stretching. What is that? I'm like, Hey, this will change your life. <laughs> they tried it and they're like, Oh my gosh. Like it's, and especially if you stretch with it, like if you just have it, the other thing you can do is you have back pain. You can put your feet up on the, some pillows, lay down with it, take the pressure off your low back, just put it on with a little stem. And that's also good as well. It just relaxes the muscles. It helps increase, you know, any kind of circulation or oxygen, um, and it also just acts as um, a an aid to be able to open up those vessels and, and get a good stretch in. Because a lot of times, even when you stretch, you're not fully warmed up. This gives you that warm up to where when you stretch, your muscles are already loose and it's pop, 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 like it I'm telling you. So those are the kind of things like I want to line up with these guys and go, hey, you have a great product. Like I could be a great ambassador for you. I don't need to be a tier one athlete and get a monthly stipend and, and better than a tier one athlete. You're a fucking guy who's 48 years old. No, I, don't your game. I have a really, look, I, I'm blessed to have the job I have. Um, I run a summer camp here and, and um, you know, let's just say that that's a great business. Um, and outside of that, all I'm doing is competing. I just want to compete. I don't want what comes with that. Look at this one. Look at this height. This one is cold and hot. <laughs> now you're getting out of control. <laughs> Hey, what do you mean you have a summer camp? So we have, it's called Camp, it's Camp TNT. Um, and it's, look, we have over, a, well, right now, 1,900 kids in our in our schools. Um, of the K through five, which is what the camp holds in a couple of sixth and seventh graders, we had to stop registration. We had 165 campers register for two, three-week sessions in the summer. So I run a whole summer camp. I'm the camp director. And then do they sleep there? Do the kids sleep? No, no, there? no, 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 no. It's just a it's just a camp where we offer, like I told you, sports. So every week we bring yeah. in new sports. And I bring in the, the SMEs on that, some great volleyball coaches, football, basketball. We offer like I'll bring in parkour guys to teach them, you know, all, all the uh ninja training. Yeah, I'll American yeah. Ninja Warrior on season eight. So I use that as as a kind of a leverage. Get the kids excited. Wait, you were on season eight of Ninja Warrior? Yeah. Oh, that's dope. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so like, and they tried to make a mockery of CrossFit. Like they thought I was gonna for three-time world champion. He goes in and uh I gotta send you the video, it's hysterical. But like CrossFit Sean, I made it all the way just the one before the warp wall. I went through five of them. 
Awesome. And I didn't have the grip. I was 200 pounds. Like it was, it was a, a good run though. Um, so we do that. We, we offer, you know, the, the, cause a lot of these kids are just scared to go outside like we spoke of. So let's get them to be comfortable in open space. Let them have them understand how to scale a fence or a wall, you know, to where as crazy as that sounds like the parents are like, Oh my gosh, but they do it and the kids love it. And it just gives them that, that, that just that, that different aspect in life that a lot of parents are, are, are scared to open their kids up to. Now I like, there are some, some kids that are terrified and, but none of them out of the 165, none of them, not one single camper refused to participate when ninjas, when the ninjas came over, which is awesome, but you got to encourage them. And it took a little, little time for some, but after that, now we take them to the ninja lounges, you know, on field trips instead of movies or Chuck E. Cheese or any of that crap. Yeah. yeah. Um, And it's good. Like we get, we expose them to all these different sports, all these different avenues of, of releases. And at the end, the kids love it. The parents have some place to drop their kids off a safe space um, where they're having a good time. And uh, I love it, man. This is, this is what I do. So to get back to your point though, nobody realizes the Nike whole different world. You don't post enough or whatever. You're getting an email. You're, you're in breach of your contract. Like then you have like, you know, all the other supplement company or the, any of the other companies where they're um, it's rough. Like they, you know, I don't, they, I, I don't mean to uh, attack one of your sponsors, but when I see someone who's sponsored by Nike, a piece of me just thinks that they're a world-class piece of shit with no integrity and a complete sellout. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Want to know the reason why, uh, why no, I jumped no, in no, with Nike? Yeah. yeah. My, kids. my kids, dad, Nike. Oh my God. And I'm like, yeah, they are bad. They are bad people over there. <laughs> they are very, very bad people over there. They I know will, they're bad. They know they're sellouts. I they know they're say, corporate fucking stooges. I you know what they did, right, Sean? They fired all their employees who didn't fucking take the experimental injection. Shut up. Oh, I remember you talking about that, actually. I do. Yeah, they fired you- all of their employees up in Portland who didn't take the experimental injection. Wow. And 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 I, I, I hate to, to mix this, but uh, yesterday out of Australia, they are now in the country that had the worst lockdowns, that had the fucking worst mandates. They have now made it illegal to give kids under the age of 30 the fourth booster because now they have realized that it's causing more myocarditis than it really? is preventing COVID. Wow. This came out yesterday. And wow. so... Th- th- I, yeah. I just can't stand those piles of shit yeah. over there at Nike. Yeah. They are scumbags. And I know that all the people that I know who are sponsored by Nike, I know they've given a piece of their soul. Now, it was different when you were sponsored. It was a little bit different. Yeah, look, the Nike training department was kind of different. Like, in, in, But they've know, sold out. Rent. Yeah, and he was so good to me. But I, but, sure. Um, and, and that was, I, it was a different era. It was a different era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, yeah. no, I know. The direction they've gone is, is a, little, a little extreme. And, and I, I get it. Look. Um, it's not a healthy environment for your kids. It, it, and, and nor it, would I ever go back to something like that because it, it didn't end bad, but it didn't end great either. Right. With them. Um, so like moving forward, the guys I'm lining up with, just yeah. get it. they get it. I like these guys. Hyper ice. I approve. <laughs> Good. All right. Um, not that I fucking matter. By the way, you look you, you so do incredible. You, you have a strong voice out there and, and you're, you, you're a great person. You you look incredible. Your skin is amazing. I'm looking at you and I'm like, yeah, that's from not that's from just not drinking. That's from <laughs> years of just like not putting that shit I in. I can't you. see. Look, I can't. I can barely see. Like now, I actually I can't. See. 
No, no, take your glasses off. You don't want to see. There's nothing to see over here. I'm trying to see your your what you have in the back there. Some books I can I can get off your shelf. All right. They fired Kyrie. I know it. The, the whole thing just makes me ill. Oh yeah, Nike. I know. So um, so yeah. So look, moving forward, I'll um, I mean, I'll, I'll I just want to say thank. I don't know if you're wrapping it up now, but I I, 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 I wanted I'm to go pee and I'm going pee into the skate park. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to thank you, Savon, because look, I at the end, I only know you from from being the man behind the lens that you've been, and you've been very loyal and and consistent in in our space. Even after everything that happened, I've I've seen, you know, you, you still you're a man of honor, and and I respect that more than anything. And your opinion is strong, but it's also the truth, and that I I can't say enough about. And this Thank isn't you. me being diplomatic or being PC. Like I, I just just want hats off for that, and and having me on and being able to to get my my you know my 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 life story out there. I appreciate, um, and uh, I'm looking forward to to this next run, my friend. Hey, uh, let's do it again. Um, I'm super excited. I, I know you're gonna. I know that you're going to invigorate the whole entire uh, Masters class. I'm sure. Is Ron making a run this year? Yeah, if he can stay away from injury, that guy, he knows no bounds, man. That guy is always getting dinged up. But when, you, when you're carrying around 240 pounds and he tries to keep up with the young bucks, he's always been trying to keep up with me. And even Noah, he's like, oh, I could do that. Like he, he's, he's got a will of a warrior, man. Um, but, yeah, he's going to make a run. And then Rich Froning. It'll be a special year with, with all you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Or, would, you be in the same, would you be in the same class as um, – is it Jason Grubb? Yeah, man. Jason, oh, Jason's turn is a. At first, oh, shit. Like, Jason Grubb. That guy's in, become kind of a enough. homeboy of mine. You go easy on him. Holy shit. You're going to go. Guy, hey, man, listen. The nicest man in the world. You're going to no, try to take his title such from a him? Good dude. No, the first year he competed, I think he ended up getting top five. He might have even podium third. But I remember him coming up. Hey, Sean, big fan. This and that came up to me. The salt of the earth, right? Hey, just it's an honor. And I walked away going, bro, I'm gonna eat this guy up, bro. Like, who comes and goes, hey, it's all right, you're gonna get like, you know, bottom half 10. You're not gonna make it on the final event. Boy, did he prove me wrong. He came out there and I'm like, hey, he lacks a little on the strength side, but damn, this guy's gymnasty. Oh, he's got a gymnastics background. Okay. Oh, this guy has an engine. Oh crap. Then I started looking at him. I'm like, this guy's a true contender. And for him, what he went two or three? I think he won three one now. In, I think like forty to forty-four and two in a row in this one. So I'm like, damn. But to his hey, credit, dude, he's owning it. He fucking took his motor home and his family and parked outside of Rich Froning's house for the last month. I mean, this guy, <laughs> this guy's he's got the Starlink set up. I mean, he's the real deal. He's he's one of the ones. And look, him, my boy is is Michael Kern. That's my dog. That's a good old country boy. But he's stuck in New York. But he's my guy, man. Like. And it's such a cool little click in there. And yeah. he's one of the guys that always was just like my dog. And I've always turned to him. In fact, the Masters Fitness Collective, he's like, hey, these are guys you got to look out for. This is a new, you know, he just aged up, blah, blah, blah. Grub's a wolf in sheep's clothing. I he said, he you. was like, Grub, man. He goes, man, I had him and I had him right there. He's like, but damn, that guy is, he's just, he doesn't have any holes, man. He finished top five and all. And then he dropped on one and he was like, I couldn't catch him, Sean. I'm like, Damn, man. So now I'm sitting back going, that's that's my guy right there. But let me tell you, like having that target on your back, 
It's not fun, my friend. It gets lonely up there. And I think he's gonna. I think he might be the oldest guy. He's gonna be the oldest guy in the division this year. Now, be, no, he's one year under me. I think he'll be forty-eight. Okay. I'll be forty-nine. Okay. Okay. So that's if I make. So he's I mean, a young buck compared to you. Well, but, okay. But yeah, that's if I make it. But you got, you know, it, it does. It, it does get lonely up top. Um, and you know, he's hey, he, he owns it right now. That's that's his space. So I have to go and and um, and fight for it. And uh, it, it'll be a fun run. Be a fun run. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I have your phone number. I hope it's okay that I uh, stay in touch. Anytime, my friend. All right. Even if you want some, 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 um, you know, half pipe pointers or anything along. Oh, you the man. You the man. I got you. All right. right. Uh, Have a good day and uh, we'll be in touch. Pleasure to finally, I know we've run into each other and shook hands and hugged a bunch, but good to finally talk to you. Likewise. Appreciate you, my man. All right, brother. Ciao. Thank you. See you. I enjoyed that. Me too. That was cool. Yeah, he's cool as shit. He seems like an uh, athletic director. Like I haven't met him yet, but as soon as he started talking, if you're about lucky, it, your athletic director looks like that at your school. That might be the that's the fittest athletic director on any school on the planet. That's how they are in Nebraska, at least. They're very they look like that. Just hyper aggressive, like football coaches, basically, or wrestling coaches. Hey, do I get a point for do I get a point for him crying? Would you say he cried on the show? Mm, oh, no. Darn. I, I was. was I wanted to. Got, I, I, if I could have gotten one tear out of him, I would have given this a ten out of ten. But it was close. I, it, I give it a nine point two. Yeah, his, his, I think his ducks turned on, but that's about it. <laughs> he felt them. He felt the tear ducks turn on. Uh, what school is it? It's, 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 uh, I don't even think I asked him the name. I was, I kind of, since he didn't offer it, I was kind of like wondering if he was avoiding it, but it's a, uh, there's seven charter schools, uh, in Florida. It sounds like a guy who's fed up with the system started them. And, uh, it sounds like it may even been his brother-in-law if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, that's what he said. (laughs) Excuse me. Crazy. All right. Um, today is the last day to sign up for um, fight for the oh, fittest for, for for the zealous games no for fight for the fittest oh oh thank you yes oh let's pull that up okay so two things to sign up for i think today is the last day for both of them the zealous games and fight for the fittest uh will you pull up that fight for the fittest thank you god caleb yep. you're good what is this Oh, and you just use seven on five for that for fight for the fittest. You use what? Say that again. Seven on five. That'll get you five dollars off registration. Oh, seven on five. S E V A N five. The M F L H fight for the fittest partner series. Uh, wh- what's the website? I just put it in the chat, but it's um, on Conquest Events. It's listed on their Instagram page. So if you go to fight for the fittest. On Instagram, you should be able to find it as well. Um, uh, and how many – do they have different classes? Yeah, I think uh, they're – yeah. They have RX and Scaled, male-male, male-female, or female-female teams. So oh. three different three different uh, team versions. Where, what about – what, what, is there a non-binary team? I don't know. I think you might have to designate your respective sexes on that one. Unacceptable. 
Okay. Not uh, uh, thank you, everyone. Um, I hope that uh, I, man, he's a great ambassador for the hyper ice. Yeah, it looks pretty dope. Yep. All right. Uh, great job, Beaver. Doing the Chad took me seventy minutes. Wow, that's hardcore. I'd even say go as far as that to say that's bad programming. Eighty-seven minutes. Oh my goodness. Oh, God, you guys are so slow. What did oh. you do it in? I think it was like an hour five, sixty-five oh. minutes. Wow. He's tall, Bruce. Eighty-seven is great. Don't listen to him. The fact <laughs> that you got on the box once with that vase weight vest is insane. Uh, Spiegel premature donation. That's what your mom said. Um, <laughs> all right. I will see you guys tomorrow. I don't think we have a guest tomorrow, which would yeah, mean we do a live call-in show, which I'm kind of excited about. I always sleep better the nights that we have live call-in shows. Are you here tomorrow, Caleb? Yeah, I should be. All right. We'll have a great party. All right, guys, thank you so much. We'll open up the phone lines tomorrow. Uh, we'll party. I am also trying to schedule a show with uh, Andrew Hiller just to, you know, hang out. Um, and that's all I got for you. Tons of great guests coming up. Talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.